Modern Mediocrity Podcast. This message um, in this podcast finds you well. <laughs> that sounded like an email. <laughs> That's kind of how I start my emails from my job, you know, to, I guess to kind of be warm and inviting. And anyway, welcome to this fine and well-established podcast. Speaking good things over myself, over you. I hope that you are doing well today. I hope that you are uh, staying safe. If you are located in Texas like I am, I hope that you are not driving and I hope that you're not putting yourself at danger um, at any place, at any time. With that being said, let's get right into it. I remember growing up when, well, at that time it was almost like forbidden for you to even think about jumping into a conversation with an adult, right? If they said something, you knew not to speak because it was already a given that you shouldn't speak. If they were talking to an adult on the phone, you didn't interrupt. You waited until they got done. It was almost, especially in the black culture, it was, don't you get in my business because I didn't invite you in. You don't get in my business at all until I ask you. And then nine times out of, well, 10 out of 10, I'm not going to ask you to get in my business because it's not your business. And God reminded me of that for this episode. It was some things that I was going to God about, things that I was asking God for, uh, things that I felt like, you know what, God, I can, you know, I can ask you or I can say this or I can say that. Or you said that I can talk to you about this. And God said, listen, uh, once they get get on up out of my business. <laughs> and it was so funny. <laughs> it's funny now. It wasn't funny then. It was funny now. Um, because I didn't recognize that it's only certain things that I'm limited or certain things that I'm able to do, right? I am finite. God made me for that reason. God made me so that I can depend on him and his infinite resources, his infinite wisdom, his infinite power, his infinite mercy, his infinite grace. And I am finite because I need his infinite resources, right? I am dependent on him because I'm supposed to be. That's how we were made. But sometimes we make it seem as if we are the infinite source, that we are infinite and, and, and we don't need him. And we try to tell him what to do. So I'm going to give you five uh, things that God told me when it relates to getting out of his business. Like just get right on up out of there. <laughs> the first thing is stop trying to, to do things only he can do. One of the things that I've been learning on my journey of being better, um, being a better person, being a, a, a believer is 
my job is only to relay what God said. My job is only to relay what God relayed on my heart. My job is only to tell what I've seen, what God has showed me, what I believe. How they receive that or how they put that into their lives, that is not my job. That is not for me to worry about. That is not for me to go back and say, you know what? I told you this and you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. That is not my job. That is not what I'm supposed to do. My job is only to plant the seed. That is my only job. My only job is to plant the seed. My job is not to wait around to see if if something's going to come up out the ground, wait around to try to make sure that everything is perfect and right and this is that and other. No, that's not my job. My job is to plant the seed. God is going to take care of everything else. And I've learned that now because... I'm learning my role. I'm learning my role. Like I'm learning my role in this life. And I'm learning that my job is sometimes simple in the process. We make it hard. Say what God says, told you to say, and that's it. Do what God told you to do. That's it. Be where God told you to be at. Believe in ways that God said believe. Speak those things as though they were and believe that it's already happened or it's going to come to pass. That's it. That's all you can do. What you can do. And it's crazy because we 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 continuously do things that only God is capable of doing it the right way, like cloning people. (laughs) It it, you know what? I I don't I don't even want to jump down that rabbit hole, but. That's one of the things that I feel like people are trying to do to recreate God. God is a giver and sustainer of life. Who are we to say that we can create something that God made in every intricate part of who we are, of who we are. God made it. We can't do that. Only God can do that. They're doing it right now and it's not very successful, but well, from what I know, I ain't trying to play God. I'm, I'm me. He made me how I am, and that's exactly what I'm going to be. Another thing that God told me about when he said, get out of my business and stop trying to rush him to do things you feel like are on a time constraint. God is outside of time. He created us to live within the parameters of time, but God is outside of it. So why do we want him to do things that's within a timeline that he's not even in? He's outside of time. So how are we to expect him to jump in time and do things because we feel like it's the right time? We don't even know the decision that we make today, how it's going to affect us three years from now or tomorrow even. So how can we tell him that, God, I need you to come right now because I need it. I can't wait. I can't wait. This is important. God, I need this. I need this. I need that. God, I need you to do this. I need you to make this happen. I need this. God, make a way for me today. And it's crazy when the thing that you've been praying about doesn't happen or it's delayed and it comes two months later, you're like, God, I'm so glad you gave it to me. When you gave it to me, not when I thought I needed it. Because you didn't know when you needed it in the first place. You didn't know when you needed it. You didn't know the time frame of anything. You just wanted him to give it to you because you felt like that was that was the need in your timeline, in your time frame. Get out of God's business. Get right on up out of there. Just let him do what he's going to do.
Let him do it the way he's going to do it. Let him say things the way he's going to say it. Let him be him because he knows how to be him. You just need to learn how to be you. Another thing that I, God told me about to, to get out of his business and to stop trying to do things that was outside of him and stop trying to leverage with him. You can't leverage with somebody that got everything and he can give you anything. How can you leverage? You don't have anything to give him other than your the things that are free. Your time, you don't like to get that to him. Your service, you don't like to get that to him. Your obedience, you don't like to get that to him, but you want to leverage with him. How? How can you leverage when you have nothing to leverage? <laughs> like, how can you leverage when you have nothing to leverage? Absolutely nothing. And the things that you can leverage, you don't even utilize. And I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to me, too, not just to you. I'm speaking to myself, too. How can you leverage and you don't even have anything to leverage or you don't the things that you do have, you don't utilize to use that as a leverage? How? You know, it's, it's just. Let me give you an example of what I mean when I say leveraging. God, if you bless me with this, I won't do this no more. God, if you give me this, I promise you I won't do it again. And if God is gracious enough to let that happen, guess what's going to happen? Nine times out of ten, you're going to do the very thing that you asked God to bless you to get out of that you weren't supposed to be doing in the first place. You're going to go back and do it again and go right back to God and say, God, you know, I'm sorry. God, get me out of it again. <laughs> get me out of it again. Get out of God's business with that. And the reason why he told me about getting out of your business, trying to leverage with him is because you can't leverage with somebody that holds the key to everything. Because if he holds the key to everything, you got the key to nothing. You cannot get in unless he allows you to come in, even to his throne. He allowed us to come to his throne, right? So how can you leverage with somebody that you don't even have the right to go to him without him, him giving you the, 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 the okay to be able to come to him? How can you leverage with that? The fourth thing that God told me, trying to tell God to bless you and you don't know what's attached to the blessing. God, I need this blessing. I need this. I need this job. Or God, I need this person. God, I need this money. God, I need to make this amount of money. God, I need this car. Do you know what's attached to that blessing? Do you know what you're going to have to go through in order to get what you're asking for? I think that will better determine if you want to continue to ask for what you're asking for. Do I want to continue to go through with it? Do I want to continue down this path of my blessing if I knew what was attached to it? And how can how can we tell God to bless us with anything we can ask? And I think the thing that I'm learning now with God is I don't even know what I need. So how do I know what to ask for? I, I, I don't know what I need. I don't know what's right for me. I don't know what's best for me because I don't, I'm still learning me. I'm still learning who I am. I, I'm Honestly, I'm still learning God. At 40 years old, I'm still learning who God is because I think all this time that I've 
thought that I knew God. I filtered God through through my own lens. I filtered God through a lens that that I could make sense of it. I can make sense of who he is. You can. You, I, I don't think that anybody can fathom who God is, like what he is, what he stands for, what he's about. And we sometimes try, we sometimes try to make him fit into the parameters of our mind, and we can't. How can you, how can you as a finite being, imagine an infinite being? Like how? You, it, that, that's unimaginable. Your mind can't wrap around it. And I think for me, I, I started trying to make God fit into how I saw him, but he can't. It's, it's not possible. So now when I'm learning, I say, God, I don't know what I don't know what to do. I, I don't I don't know what I should pray for. You, you tell me what I should pray for. You tell me what I should ask for. You tell me what I should desire now, because obviously my desires are sometimes selfish. Even if that's not my intention, sometimes my desires are selfish. Sometimes my acts are selfish and it, 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 it's not meant for that. But sometimes it can come off like that. It's not meant to be selfish. I'm not I'm not doing it intentionally, but sometimes when we want something, the basis of our want is for personal need. God never gives anything to us that's just for us. I, I don't think anyway. Now back to telling God what to bless you with. I think that that's, we need to learn how to ask God for what he wants us to have versus what we want. Stop trying to tell God what to bless you with. Because if you knew what was attached to that blessing, would you? I don't even think that you'd ask for it. If you really knew what was attached to it, would you want it still? I think one of the biggest things, this last one that I'm going to talk about, one of the biggest things that I've learned is I used to, the Bible says that we can ask God, we can go to God for anything, right? We can question God. We can, we can ask him why. Though he does, he doesn't owe us anything. He doesn't owe us an explanation because he's who he is. He doesn't owe us a response. He's who he is. He did what he did. He said what he said. He meant what he said. He's as merciful and as gracious as he is. Sometimes God's silence is is merciful. It's graceful because even his truth can hurt sometimes especially when you're in a place where you don't understand and you're broken and you're looking for something, you're looking for an answer that can make sense to you. But sometimes God's silence is perfect because he knows that you won't understand what he's trying to show you. Even if he broke it down in layman's terms for you, your mind won't understand it. You can't understand it. And I, I think sometimes we, we want to question why things happen or why he didn't allow, or why he didn't stop it, or why did God even allow it to happen? God, why'd you let that happen? God, why did this happen? God, why did that happen? God, was it because of me? And then, you know, you start to blame yourself for it. You start to see things outside of what is meant to be seen. You start to do things that's outside of that. You start to go through this, this whole little rationale in your mind about why it happened and what you could have done to prevent it. You couldn't have. You can pray. You can ask, you can, you can pray on behalf of someone or something, but you can't, I, I don't believe that you can prevent anything with your might 
unless God wants it to change or unless God sees something that will make him change what he sees or what he wants to do. We've, we've, been, we've seen that in the Bible a lot of times. God told Abraham to, <laughs> he told Abraham, Abraham to kill his son. God saw that Abraham was willing to do it. He changed his mind. So God can change his mind, but it's only if he chooses to. Only if he wants to. Only if what is seen surpasses what was shown to him. We, we do have the right to ask God to go to God because he gave us that, that right to come to him. Come to him for everything. In all your needs, acknowledge me. And everything that you are, acknowledge him. Things that you don't understand, come to him. But sometimes questioning why that doesn't benefit us. We, I know we wanted to. We want to say that this helps me and I want to know why God and why this and why this and why that and why that. But I don't think that the why is going to help you at that moment. Because even with the why, you're still going to have more questions because his why doesn't fit into your why. His why is way different because he sees things from an aerial view of it all. And you only see things for the the one purpose or one part of it. God connects everything together like a puzzle. He see the whole puzzle, whereas we see these two pieces and we see that it's something missing so that we can see our way to the next the next part. But God sees it in, in a different way. And when we question him, our questioning is based on why this singular thing happened. And God has tied everything to this one. This one thing that happened has an effect on everything around us. And we only see the one singular part of it. Why was it taken from us? Why was it not? Why was this job not given to me? And I'm qualified for it. God, why did I have to wreck my car? Well, I didn't wreck my car. I don't want to speak that over myself. I was just, you know, speaking that as an example. God, why did I have to lose this? God, why couldn't I get this house that I wanted? It was perfect for me and my family. God, why couldn't I do this? God, why did I have to leave my job? God, why did I have to leave the state that I was in? Lord, I thank you for leaving Mississippi, Lord. Let me just say that right now. I reckon, Lord, Father God, thank you. Jesus, I thank you. That was the best thing I could have ever done. Y'all, forgive me for that. I was just, you know, just, <laughs> I was in the moment. I was in the moment. <laughs> but sometimes we, we get to a place where we try to not act like we're God, but we put, our, put ourselves in positions where we can not boast to God, but you can put yourself in a position where you can make decisions that God can make, and you can't because you don't have the ability to. And I'm not just saying that to try to um, make it seem like I'm this perfect person because I'm not. Everything that I wrote down are things that I've either done or I've experienced or God told me to say because I'm imperfect just like you. I make mistakes just like you. They're not always bad or intentional or to hurt someone, but I still make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're all ever learning. You'll never stop learning until the day you die. To everything that I've mentioned, either I've done it, especially to trying to rush God, <laughs> especially to trying to rush God apart. It's like when you have an idea or when you're doing something, you see where you're going, you see where you want to go, and God has showed you the end, and you're trying to rush to the end. 
And sometimes the beginning and the middle parts are the parts that God needs to develop your character. God needs to see you and God needs to you to go through some things in order to become tougher. Because what you don't know is once you make it to the end part or the, the part of the vision that God has showed you, it's going to be people that are against you and God need to show you how to handle yourselves and still conduct yourself like a believer, even though people are coming against you. But if you skip the beginning and the middle or you skip the middle part, the portion where God strengthens you, and how will you be able to handle it when you fulfill the vision that God has given you if you miss the part where you need to learn how to govern your tongue? You need to learn how to, to see and not see. And I think those are the portions that we miss as people because we want to question everything. We want to, we want to just get, go from the vision today to success tomorrow. Get out of God's business. Stay in your own lane. Stop trying to tell God what to do. Stop trying to tell God how to be God. You can't. It's impossible. Your job is only to be you, to be the best you that you can be, to be the best servant, to be the best listener, to be the best doer. That's your job. You only have power based on what God gives you. You don't have the power to change anything unless God wants it to be changed. You don't have the power to do anything unless God wants it to be done. Even the things that we want to do that's outside of God, God will still stop it because he's that good. He's that gracious. He's that merciful. So stick to your business and stay out of God's because that's not your lane. It's not my lane. No one, no one. has authority to do that but him that's why he's who he is and that's why we reverence him as such i hope that this has blessed you in 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 in, in a way that god can use my message or his message to help you to see yourself through where whatever period that you're in right now i pray that god um, enlightens his message and and puts it in someone's heart that they can go forward and do what god has 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 commanded them to do I pray that God continues to um, shine light upon you, that you are blessed not just financially, but emotionally, blessed spiritually, blessed intellectually, so that you can be the reason why someone continues to go forward because they see that you continue to go forward and you became what God saw you as, and then now they see that they can do it too. I pray that God continues to deliver us from ourselves and the things that hold us hostage. Self-doubt, self-hate, anger, frustration, anything that's holding you down, I pray that God releases it right now. Also, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Every one of you that's listening right now, I pray that you continue to to stay here and to see my evolution as a man, as a person, and as a believer. And I hope that you always, always, always be what you hope to receive. Because at the end of every day, that is always the modern's way. It's modern.